for the players. I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And this is For The Players, the pop culturist PlayStation podcast. Over 40 years of playing PlayStation and six plus years in the games media combined. I'd like to thank you for joining us in this PlayStation conversation. This PlayStation conversation happens every Monday at every Monday morning at 8am on podcast services and 9am on those YouTubes. If you'd like to take part in future conversations, please check out our socials, Facebook, Discord, Instagram, Twitter, all our links in the description below. Yeah, come talk to us on Twitter, man. Like, Max is getting better at it. I'm counting down PS5 and talking a whole bunch of garbage. Come do it. (laughs) Yeah, you can listen to me talk smack about the uh, help system of the UI telling yeah. me to get good in Demon Souls <laughs> if you want to if you want to join the conversation as it happens head over to twitch.tv slash popculturist where you can watch us record this show live get in the chat become part of the show mm-hmm. if you want to support the show you can tell your friends tell your family about this PlayStation pod uh, be sure to uh, give it a five star rating and a written review on podcast services like Apple Podcasts or Spotify or if you are watching us on that YouTube be sure to like subscribe leave a comment down below i will respond to every comment that comes our way uh and of course you want to support us financially you can patreon.com slash the pop as well as our merchandise store popcultures.com slash shop where you can buy shirts and other assorted shit without logos on it it's getting real man it says less than a month to the ps5 i'm feeling it I'm getting excited, and as as I mentioned, I'm doing an ongoing countdown where I, every day at some point, lately it's been at like 11.40 p.m., um, and I'm like, oh shit, it's almost the end of the day, I need to make a post. So I'm po- po- tweeting every day at some point about the PS5, I'm counting down the days just to to focus my excitement into something, I'm sure it's annoying everyone that follows me on Twitter. Is it? Good. <laughs> Good. Can, can confirm. Good. <laughs> That's all right. Not even mad I'm gonna do it anyway, because it's fun for me. Like there's no no activity on it, no interaction, no nothing. But fuck it, it's fun for me. And in this in this time, Max, in this fucked up year that we're in, sometimes you need to do some things just for you. And if that means annoying all your friends, this is it. Yeah, why not? How you been, man? Not too bad, man. Not too bad. Anything going on? Anything specific? Uh, just that next month is going to be an awesome month for me. So oh, yeah. we've got we've got the PlayStation launch on the twelfth of November, and then I'm booked in for my next tattoo on the thirteenth. Oh, you got it in! Yeah, got it in. Fantastic. Friday the thirteenth. Can't wait. <laughs> Hopefully, the restrictions are eased by then. I can come in and be like, "Yeah, going in at five p.m." Oh, damn! How long? How long do you reckon? couple of hours probably yeah. getting my yeah getting the the bottom half of my right arm done exciting it's exciting. yeah so keen so keen yeah. <laughs> <laughs> been waiting for a while so yeah my wife basically went oh you know i i don't really have a gift idea for our for your for the wedding anniversary that's coming up so uh i'm just gonna write you a blank check to go get a tattoo like, okay. A blank check's a risky, risky call. Is she, <laughs> is she aware of the designs you had in mind? Or yeah, she- so it's so it's 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 twenty three centimeters long up the length of my arm. Mm. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a while. Yeah, but it's uh, all black though. Yeah, 
It's all black, yeah. Yeah, because you, you I haven't jumped I don't on the like colors. Color. Well, I do have a color tattoo on my back, but it's it's faded quite a bit. Yeah. And I, I don't like how quickly the color color fades. Yeah, I was sort of worried about that going with the coloring on mine. But then I was like, well, they're pretty bright colors. Even if they fade, yeah. they'll still be brighter. Mm. Um, but yeah, the, the next the, the next one I have in mind is probably is, is likely to be all, all black anyway. So I feel you there. Uh, Dash in the chat does ask, what kind of tattoo is it? It's, so it's I'm one getting... On it's a skin, it's a skin one. <laughs> it's, a, it's one of my arm. I'm getting the uh, as as taboo as this pro- probably is at the moment. I'd, uh, I've had this discussion with a few people. I'm getting the um, the the three brothers that defeated death tattooed on my arm from Harry now, Potter in that now, cool like a, sort of marionette now, style. Yeah. yeah, so it is associated with Harry Potter, which is a shame because she's a garbage person but at least she gets yeah. none of the revenue from this so yeah you know. separating art from artists i can i can separate it out yeah i can still enjoy the things i like to enjoy without having it, her taint it that's true very <laughs> much so because this is before we realized that she was garbage <laughs> what about yourself how's uh how's your week uh my week's been pretty chill man not a whole lot I saw, went down i, saw you- I- I saw you take some gorgeous green screen photos earlier this week. I did, yeah. So uh, <laughs> with the new uh, promo, the new program I've got running at work is like we needed some promo material. So I was like, all right, uh, Parrish like, can you get some, because like they have some old stock photos of me from there like two and a bit years ago. So I look fat as fuck. So I'm like, because they, they put, they they made a mock-up of it and they put that photo in there. And I, I went, no. You cannot yeah. use that photo of me because that is, I, I I I fucking hate it. I'm like I'm twenty yeah. I'm twenty six kilos less. Can you fuck off with that photo? I don't look like that. <laughs> and the, and they're like, oh no, we understand. And like, can you? Well, we don't have any other ones. Can you get some new ones? I'm like, uh, okay. So I took advantage <laughs> of the new studio space we have at work, and I used our uh, gamer championships. I met you know took some photos with some things, and we got to do another round on Tuesday, but more fantasy themed ones. So for the role playing groups fun and it's you know for the first time in a long time i liked every one of those photos Mm. and i i i I, it cannot be understated how fucking good that feels yeah we're like or every one of them like that's a good one that's a good one that's a good one i was feeling hot as fuck and i liked it and i thoroughly (laughs) thoroughly liked it that's oh, good. It's good, good feeling. What have you been playing this week, Max? Uh, like I said to you just before we started recording, I uh, I played Crash to completion. I saw credits. Mm-hmm. I'm now going back through trying to get as many of the the gems, the time trials, the college, all that, all that jazz. Uh, man, I struggled at the back end of this game. I th- on the on the last level, I think I died about 49 times, and I almost ran out of lives in game game over. Oh damn! Oh, because you're playing d- on the oh the retro mode. Yeah. yeah. So I just I don't think my old man brain can keep up with what I have to do. So yeah. there's this there's this section of this level where you have to use all four masks in quick succession, one after the other, doing different puzzles all in the one jumping section. What? So you go, for instance, uh, you get the spinning one, you jump up, and as you're about to land, you hit this uh, you hit the slow time one. You've got to activate that so you can land safely on the nitro boxes. And then you jump off that, you get the you get the inverted flip one, and you've got to flip up and back down to make like this U-turn jump. 
and then you've got to start popping things in and out of existence to it's just yeah it, it was doing my head in it, it hurt my brain i'm also already incredibly <laughs> confident that i will not be able to complete that level it's the literally the very last level Ooh. right before the final boss and it was yeah it just destroyed it ah brutal but man, that game, I went back and did it again and did it significantly faster and easier the second time through. Yeah, but once you have that idea of it what was, you're doing. It was rough. Um, the boss fights were really cool. Um, the the penultimate boss fight was kind of weird. Because mm-hmm. uh, uh, normally normally bosses have at like a minimum three hits to kind of... This like one three, had two like hits. Three rounds, it, yeah. Yeah, three rounds. This one this one had two hits and it was dead. That was it. That was very it was over very quickly. It was kind yeah. of anticlimactic. Uh the last one had like ten. That was really good. Um, you know, and that that used all four masks, uh, but the boss was using them. So oh. there's a section where there's a section where you're upside down and and they're getting they're just popping blocks in and out of existence and slowing everything else down and speeding everything else up. It was really it's a really fun boss fight. Actually, it sounds intense. Yeah. So uh, overall, the the game made some fantastic additions to the original trilogy, especially with those extra characters that you can play um, uh, with Dingo Dial. Uh, uh, Tor- was it Torna? Torna, yeah. Torna and um, Cortex. Uh, Cortex was probably my least favorite out of all of the players to play as because um, he has a he has a blaster and it's inaccurate as <laughs> it's really hard to hit boxes on the move as you as you're trying to shoot and uh, dodge things at the same time. Mm-hmm. But overall, really really fun game. Awesome, difficult but fun. Yeah, I did try to go back to it a little bit earlier in the week because I I did have to get over the mental hurdle like. I'm having uh, this. There's this hurdle that I have to think because, like, and I'm sure you're the same. Is I'm like, I I want to try get all the boxes in the in the one run. Mm. And it's like it's like a it's a wood like I, I, it's dismissive to say OCD, but it's like there is a completionist part of my brain that's like you need to get all the boxes. You cannot leave the level until if it's not done done all the boxes or as many as you can get. So I had to make that conscious decision. I was like, oh, I'm just gonna finish it. I'll finish the level. I'll come back. And I got well, to like, I, I got through like three levels, and my brain went no, and I had to leave. Well, I had, I had the same initial. Th- I I played the same way. I had the same mm. initial thought. I've got I've one hundred percent completed the first two worlds. Nice. And and then it got to the point where it was, I was getting so frustrated trying to hit all the boxes because the levels were getting so challenging that I was spending a good hour and a half on a single level. Yeah, and I'm no, like, okay. I kind of want to just get through this. I want to mm. see it to completion. Then I can go back and, and do it. Yeah. Because, and that was sort of my point as well. Well, you, you unlock an ability at the end of the game once you've finished it that is supposed to help do all that. Oh, okay. There's so, like there's something you unlock that, that will make things easier. So it, doesn't hinder, like, so it won't hinder me if I decide to just sort of go on path a little bit. No, not really. Not Beautiful. at all. Uh, da- uh, David Shadowway in the uh, chat asks, is Crash 4 on PC? Not currently. Mm. I believe it's PS4 and Xbox at the moment. Yeah. Anything else you've been playing? Uh, yeah, I've, I've, I dove real hard into Genshin Impact, the mm. uh, free-to-play Chinese mobile game, but I'm playing it on mobile, PS4, and PC currently. Jesus, is it all shared amongst each other? 
Ah, uh, no. But that's fine, because I think my main one is going to be the PC at the moment, because uh, the way the game works is it's it's similar to all those, like, Gushapon-style games where you get a random chance at loot. Okay. Uh, and if you don't get what you want, you can pay money and kind of um, re-roll and try and get what you want. So what I did is, because uh, I'm a bit of a cheapskate, I played through to level 10. At level 10, it takes about 20 minutes to get there. You get a bunch of free spins to get new characters and stuff. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't like what I got, I deleted the character, started again. Well, only 20 minutes. Why does, how does it hurt? You know what I mean? So I did it three times until I got the five-star champion that I wanted. And then I'm like, cool. I can, I'll just keep playing now. And I've been playing it almost nonstop for like the last three days. It's just so much fun. It's right up, right up my wee belly. <laughs> And, like, it looks really nice in 4K and HDR. Like, it looks great on my phone and on the PlayStation as well. But um, because it's a because it was designed to play on mobile, it just looks absolutely fantastic on everything else. Oh, imagine, yeah. So it's like, <laughs> you know, probably, well, at least on a good note, at least it upscales well. Because you think it would go the other way. Well, if it's it, designed for mobiles and then you expand it out, it could actually look worse. But it's a, it supports ultra widescreen. Oh, damn. Yeah. Like, it looks real good. Very nice. What about yourself? What have you been playing this week? Uh, so I uh, wrapped up. I started and wrapped up uh, Resident Evil Seven over this. I week. saw you playing that the other day. Yeah. yeah. So I um I started that on was it? I think it was this. Was it this week? Yeah, I did. I started on Wednesday. So I started Resident Evil Seven on Wednesday. I put about two or three hours into it, uh, and then. Friday night, I got a message from Dash. He's like, hey, are you streaming tonight, man? I'm like, I had no plans to. He's like, well, you, maybe, what if you do? Like, why don't you? I'm like, huh. Maybe I will. So then I jumped in and did uh, some more Resident Evil, and then I finished it off this morning. So it turns out, like, I I'd comp- like, I was, I knew that I had either finished it or got really far into the game last time I played. Mm-hmm. Turns out I was nowhere near as far as I anticipated. Because there's a moment, like, after a series of events, there is a boss fight that I felt quite boss fight, like, you know, end boss fighty. And then you get in a boat and you scoot off. I was like, oh, mad, this must be the end. And I would have just bounced out previously. Nah, I'm not even close. There's like a fucking whole extra part, which is great. Put it out there. I, I know I said this back in the day when we, rev- when we reviewed it and I played, like, what, what is now 75% of it. The game is amazing. Resident Evil mm. 7 is so fucking good. Like, front to back, brilliant. Uh, like, it, 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 you get this big sense of Resident Evil 1, you know, with the, you're in this, you're stuck in this giant house, and there's a lot of backtracking and going through, in and out and solving puzzles. And, like, Grant says, it's not zombies, it's these mold people, which initially seem really fucking weird. But then as the game progresses, you start to understand why they're all there, and it, it, can, it ties into all the, the bigger, larger umbrella sort of, you know, uh, experiments. And, you know, you're like, oh, this is fucking brilliant. And then, you know, the, the, the family, the base, is like they start off really like you, you think they're really aggressive very sort of texas chainsaw massacre-esque characters but you come to learn that like you know they're they're sort of you get to see a little bit of human in them a little bit later mm. which i love uh it's great man and all the first person perspective really adds a lot to it even though i loved resi 2 and it's third person uh sort of over the shoulder angle first person just made it intense it was awesome the game's fantastic yeah, 
one of the best things that they do with that, especially with, uh, uh, like you mentioned, uh, Resident Evil 1 and, and 7, they make use of such a, uh, it's not necessarily a small space, but they fit so much into a single space where they can run an entire game, an entire story in one location yeah. without ever having to leave. And there's still so much to do. Yeah, and in the same way that like two of uh, two remake, uh, I guess I think three remake, three remake technically as well, is that yeah, at any point you can just backtrack your way to the, the mansion. So you mm. start, you, so you start in the um the 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 swamp house, and then eventually you head into different areas of, of like this estate, uh, and then you at any point you can just turn around and wander on back if you wanted to. Mm. Not you can't, you shouldn't, but you could. I love yeah. that that big that big sort of all is connected. It's not like level, level, level. Um, mm. Yeah, no, it's great. Game's having fantastic. There are moments though when the game looks fantastic. The moments where it looks kind of poo. That's probably the only big hurdle with it. But with it being sort of ha- with the big gimmick at the time was that it was playable in uh, PSVR as well. I understand why there was some scaling back of some sort of uh, some animations, you know, because that would have been way too intense for VR, especially in, in uh, early 2017. So, yeah, yeah like I, it's I have one game left for my must play before next gen. Uh, so I yeah, as I to update everyone, so. Resident Evil 7, because I believe that Resident Evil 8 is coming out in the first six months of next year. Um, then there was Ratchet and Clank, because I believe Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is coming out in the first six months of next year. Uh, what, else, what else was there? Oh, the Spooge DLC, because Spider-Man's mm-hmm. right around the corner. And then that the last one of the, of the four is Horizon Zero Dawn. I do have to go back and finish that off. I did start that again X amount of time ago, but... Uh, uh, yeah, I will have to push through that because like, we're about to hit that busiest shit back end of October. I don't know how much time I'm going to have for it. I don't think I'll achieve my goal of getting it before November uh, 12th. It may be something I'll do before the end of the year. So a bit of a compromise there on my, on, my, on the goals that I created so I can essentially just fuck off if I wanted to. But I'm not going to. <laughs> And on top of that as well, I have been playing Cook, Serve, Delicious 3 uh, with the code provided kindly to us by the development team uh, and the PR, uh, Stride PR, I believe. Um, Yeah, the game's, it's the same in the best way, but it's simplified and it's more focused. So previously you would, uh, in Cook, Serve, Delicious, it is a... Uh, a semi-complicated cooking game. So the idea is that you would make food, but it's all a series of button prompts. So rather than just going in a menu, da, 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 like you, if you were to give it an order for say a cheese, like a hamburger, it, down the bottom of the screen, it would say, uh, you know, I need bur- buns, cheese, whatever. It's all separated into its individual items. And then you would, uh, there is a small menu and you select R2 and you got four options, triangle, circle, square, and X, L2, triangle, circle, square, and X. And each of those are a different ingredient. So depending on that, and you because you're all constantly surrounded by time and getting these orders out in quick succession. So you're just like, and it's really testing your like muscle memory in your hand. So when I use the example, like, like the jokingly example of the Dark Souls of cooking games, it's because once something's there, you can't pull back. Mm. So like if, if it says, you know, two cheese and you put one cheese, but then you put the lettuce on, it's like, oh fuck, this burger's wasted. And you can still deliver it. To, like, you can't back out. 
So you've got to complete the burger and give him a burger that's garbage. So like, if you want to hit that gold medal within that level, like you really need to get your timing down, Pat. So previously, what the uh, so in, in using two as an example, what you would do is you were building your own restaurant, and in order to gain recipes, to gain items, to decorate your restaurant, you would go work at other competing restaurants. So you would go there, and they would they, all the different restaurants would have different themes, and you'd unlock more as you went. Uh, one of the big common ones is uh, Max Wieners. Um, with two X's to make it sexy. Um, yeah, so you'd go in there and you'd make a bunch of food and then you would gain the recipes and take it back to your thing. And they would all work on a series of levels as well. Here, it's they've actually gone more of a direct story approach. So rather than just play a bunch of restaurants, collect shit and build your thing, they've literally made a campaign now. So it's 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 set after the events of uh, Cook Serve Delicious Two, where uh, it's the year twenty forty, I believe, and like nuclear war has taken over. Um, your the tower that your restaurant was in has been blown to fucking smithereens. You were in it, but you survived. There's these uh, two robots that come and grab you and they take you because the food trucks are all the craze now, Max. In the year twenty forty, post apocalyptic, movable food. So the difference here is you join their you join their food truck and you that becomes your restaurant. You can customize it, you can earn recipes, you can do a bunch of cool shit, right? So you are essentially traveling across country, uh, making food in a food truck. So there's so understandably there's a different process here. Where in number two, the orders would just come in. You go ding 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 ding. And you sort of do them in order as they come in. Um, and it wouldn't stop until you'd, you'd get like a, a, a lunch rush and like a bit of a quiet window where you can sort of, you know, prep some things if you need to. Where here, it's all about stops. So you'll have like, say, three stops in a day. So you, you have enough. So as you're driving to the to the location, you have enough time to prep some things like put, put some chips down, that sort of shit, get, get things going in motion that take a little bit of time. Uh, so by the time you get there and you can just start pumping out orders. Or they've also included special orders where you can start preparing some of the bigger bigger meals before you even get there. So a lot of that intensity that is in Cook Serve Delicious 2 about when you are just constantly working to a clock because you have no idea what the orders are going to be except for you have an idea of what the menu is. So you're in there and it's like, bam, 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 bam. And then on top of that, it's like clean the toilet, do this, you know, put rat traps down. It's all these little tasks that come in without it and it's a constant pressure. Where here they've alleviated some of that pressure. Now it, it does still have some intense. So because you know you can be so prepared, but when you get to the stop, they'll just start like unloading orders on you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you get there and like so say like oh man I've put all these chicken strips down. I've made all these donuts or whatever you decide your menu to be, and you get there and boom they're gone in the first round. And it's and it will say you know like previously we never really told you how many uh, how many orders are left from my from my memory. We're yeah. here in the top right. It's like you know thirty orders remain. You're like oh shit. Well I'm gonna need to put down like do do do. So you just start juggling that while also juggling the other stuff. It's um I love it because it's like it, it it even though I I I myself worked for five years in fast food and I hated it. You think I would hate this? But it's the actual opposite, really, because it's it's very the the it's very structured. It's very gui- it's guided in the way that you know exactly what to expect. So, so it, bit, the only I'm thing about confused. it is your skill. I'm a bit confused. So is it the way you're explaining it is uh, you know you, you use the triggers and the, and then the face buttons to yeah. to do certain tasks. Are you moving around the kitchen at all, or no. is it all stationary? So it's, all it's stationary. not. It's not 
So you're not doing, uh, for instance, uh, kind of like, um, what's the cooking game that I'm thinking of? Where you got like overcooked, and- overcooked. We yeah. run around. No, no. So you're yeah. so you're essentially so at one location, and it's okay. it is very menu based in that sense. Like there's not yeah. a lot, there's no analog stick movement, none of that. Okay, cool. So yeah, so you, it's like me standing here looking at this. Orders come up, and I go, get out of here. Alright, you're out of here. You're out of here. That sounds cool. It is, like I said, it's a lot of fun. Like I've talked about this game for a while. I don't, I really enjoy it. I was going to stream it this week, but then I realized that this is not a very good streaming game because, I, because of the focus that I like to give, like to give it. Mm. Uh, I am not There's talking. There's no interaction. Yeah, yeah, I'm not talking. I'm not thinking. And even if I am, I'm like, all right, to burger, you get bun, meat, cheese, lettuce. Bye, thank you. Because sometimes it's easier to vote. If you vocalize it, you can process it a bit easier. So if I'm as if I'm vocalizing the order, I'm like, all right, they need this, 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 and this. My I find there's a good, the better connection between my hand and my, my brain and my fingers. Um, but yeah, I they've simplified a lot from two. The story is a great touch. They've added some some shorts, some shorts as well, where you, because you have these robo companions, you don't see them, they don't really do anything. But like when you start filling up your orders, you just, with a movement of the right analog stick, rather than singly having to go, essentially be like, here's your chips, here's your chips, here's your chips. You, you flick, the, flick the stick and it goes, and just clears them all out. Oh, that's cool. So right, so you're actually saving time now. Granted, they probably like what I, f- I feel they've loaded a ton more orders in, knowing that this is a this is a, uh, a an easy way to start peeling through uh, orders faster. But it's fun, man. Like I was playing it before, and I was playing right literally right before I recorded. Um, but that'll probably be my focus for the next week, unless Horizon, let's jump back into Horizon Zero Dawn. But it's a game like obviously I can't play it for like six hours because it is very stressful and it's intense. Yeah, and, and it can be frustrating. But, you know, it's one of the things I jump into and just go, and like get that, get that like sort of, not even not a lateral part of my brain, like that process part of my brain. It's like, yeah, cool. Thank you very much. And then I'll go do something else. I don't even know whether I've sold it well or whether I've described it well. No, it sounds, it sounds really interesting. I'll, I'll definitely be keen to check it out. I just, yeah, I was in the mindset of I'm finishing Crash this week and that's all I'm doing. Yeah. And it took me way longer than I thought I was going to. Yeah, that's one of the other reasons <laughs> that I haven't gone back to Crash because, yeah, a lot from a lot of consensus, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, yeah, it's like longer than it should be is what I've heard. Well, I thought I was, I thought I was in the final world for ages and I'm like, nope, it's still going. <laughs> yeah so dash in the chat goes uh you made it sound like work more pro- more productivity than gaming yeah i guess so that's kind of what it is but it's the same way that like rts's and sort of uh sim games and management games are really just work because they they push a different part of your brain yeah you know and like granted i'll play a ton of games that are like more fun and silly like you know i played resident evil 7 and it was like good puzzles you know, action and just fun, intense, intense story, you know, where here it's just like a bit of spooks where here it's like, (laughs) all right, cool. Well, I'm going to push this different part of my brain. Now, not everyone can do this, right? It's the same reason not everyone can play fucking football manager or whatever. It's it's different, different strokes for different, you know, different peoples, right? As my camera freezes, because I'm talking with talking too much with my hands, I presume it's just like poop in the bed. But um, yeah, no, I'm not deep enough in it to know how I compare it to two. 
Mm. But so far, it does feel simplified. It does feel a little bit easier. But I imagine the steep, the the uh, not having to teach myself is where it's it's where it's there. Like because I'm not having to relearn the menus, the systems, or anything like that. I it may, maybe the barrier to entry feels because I'm I'm pretty deep in two. So maybe it's just like, oh, well, maybe it was this easy at two when I started. But now that I know what I'm doing, the hurdles seem less. Yeah. But yeah, no, either way, playing that. I'll be not talking about that next week. Other than that, I don't think I'll be playing. I've played anything else at all. Nice. Yeah. My kids, my kids, my kids jumped on Minecraft this week, though. Um, oh, yeah. He has no idea what he's doing. He, doesn't, he hasn't worked out analog sticks yet. But... He just, my wife builds him a house and there's beds in there. And all he does is stay in the house and look out the window and open and shut the door and then go to bed. That's it. Except this morning, he opened the door and a fucking pig was there and it was staring at him with cross eyes. And he freaked and just jumped because he didn't expect it. It's like, ah! it's like off the chair and everything. Apparently, it was very funny. Uh-huh. Anyway, that's something about what we've been playing. Let's get to the section we call Inform the Players. We tell you about what happened this week in PlayStation. Why, uh, blow, why I blow my nose? <laughs> so much. <COVID>. We also- <laughs> well, guys, let's kick things off with arguably the biggest news in PlayStation this week. Let's talk some UI. Yeah. So after what, after waiting what feels like forever, we finally ha- and and seeing lots of uh, weird teasers from the likes of the Burger King Twitter and. Uh, oh, speaking of. Uh, if you, you can hundred, like there's like 50 PS5s, people can't get them pre-ordered, but, but Hungry Jack's have 50 of them, uh, and you can win them by buying Hungry Jack's food. And like, if I wasn't like trying to be all good and stuff, I would probably be by eating Hungry Jack's right now. Actually, I am due for a cheat meal this week. Maybe we'll get Hungry Jack's. Ah. Uh, so we finally got a state of play showing off the PlayStation 5's UI. Uh, so at the start of the show, um, you know, they turned it on. We saw the f- we sh- we saw the uh, the profile select screen, and they mentioned that it was powering on from a rest state, not a powered off state. Which makes sense because there was like they were showing off Sackboy's big old sack um, in the background there. <laughs> yep. Uh, so they 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 explained that they already that they had already made their profile and whatnot. So obviously, when you first turn your PlayStation on, it's going to look different to what it showed. Uh, and then they they basically touted that with the touch of the bu- of a button, uh, presumably the PlayStation button, uh, you will have access to all the news from the games you're following, access to all the activity cards that show off how close you are to completing certain activities in certain games. Uh, it gives you a nice little. We estimate that it's going to take you X amount of minutes to finish this activity, which is going to depress a lot of people when they say it's going to take X amount of minutes and it takes you three times longer than that. Yeah, I I uh, do they, I, I do wonder what the activity understands like it has like machine learning where it's like you really shit. Um, yeah. This should take eight minutes, but I'm gonna give you 40, 48, You know what I mean? Yeah. So they they refer to these as uh, as cards, I believe. So mm. uh, the activities seem to be essentially what is trophy progression or what I'm assuming to be trophy progression. They didn't highlight it, but yeah, they didn't highlight it. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, the the reference they used was uh, there was a costume in Sackboy's Big Adventure that they hadn't collected, and then uh, it uh, it said it was sixty six percent complete. He had done some of the other tasks, 
So like, it'll take you 10 minutes to go back in and get it. Yeah. So, so and then they, they, and they hit- were like, well, here's the option where if you were like a little picture in picture, if you want to know, if you want some hints where it is, it's like rather than go to YouTube, rather than leave the PlayStation and go over here, it's built in. You can now mm. go see where you got to go to get it. Yeah, so you can have that pinned to either side of your screen or as a little picture-in-picture picture, uh, mode. Uh, but that is only available to PlayStation Plus subscribers. It's not available for everyone. Weird. Uh, and, and it also allows you to launch the game from the activity card directly to the point of where that activity p- takes place. Yeah. So in Sackboy, I believe Sackboy has individual levels. So instead of loading up the Sackboy game, going into your main menu, then finding the exact level, you can just click on that card, it instantly boots up, puts you in that level, ready to go. So that was really cool. Uh, then uh, we got a quick transition. Uh, we saw some quick transition load times from playing Sackboy straight into playing Demolition All-Stars. Uh, no gameplay was shown for Demolition All-Stars. They basically booted up a game, took a screenshot with the new, uh, with all the new fancy systems, sent it, sent it to a new party uh, that they created, uh, which uh, we've got some more news about later with, with party issues. <laughs> that was fun. Uh, they brought up that speech dictation. Uh, it has been added for faster messaging. And that they have uh, built-in spoiler warnings for screenshots sent to party members. So mm-hmm. if you take a screenshot of a game that you're playing uh, and you want to set, share it with your friends, there will be a spoiler warning for them if the game deems it to be spoiler-worthy. So I, I wonder who actually... How the game would record... I guess... I mean, we have some of that now in the current system where uh, screens will be blocked. Mm-hmm. So now that when PlayStation, when you get a trophy on PlayStation Four, it takes a little screenshot. Sometimes those are blank because it's in a locked screen where they deem it to be, uh, you know, poignant to the story. They don't want to spoil anything. So I guess you know that's that's cool. You can't spoil your friends. Uh, they pointed out that the UI was running in a native 4K with HDR, so it's looking nice and crisp. Want to hope so? Yeah. Mm. Uh, was there anything else that I've missed that they that they talked about? Uh, not really. I think we, I think you kind of hit it all, all on the head there. Um, one thing. So that, how, what? Do, yeah, go. Yeah. Sorry. So one thing to note as well. This is a little side note. I, I got pointed this out to me today that like when they boot up, when they boot up, it's in like the profile selection and it's a Hellgast symbol, uh, the, the Hellgast helmet. And apparently the name of the of the user profile is actually a very deep cut reference to Killzone. Yeah, apparently the Killzone people are going crazy on the internet right yeah, now. Yeah, so whether that means something, probably not. Because like, I'm pretty sure that Hellgast symbol is the most common PSN avatar. Yeah. So it's very likely that's why they picked it. And it made sense if, you know, if they didn't just call him like, you know, big dick McGee or something. Even so I'm pretty sure that's a one of the, one of the questions I had coming out of this is how many of the third party developers are going to put in the effort for these hint videos? Yeah, that that I do wonder. Because obviously, because obviously, first party studios are they're probably going to have a little bit of pressure put on them, saying you know we've got this integrated into our system, we need you to make these. But what's stopping like th- third party developers? Are they going to spend the extra time developing it for just the PlayStation Five, when obviously the Xbox doesn't have a system like this? I in think place? It, I think it, initially they some might do it, like depending on their dealings with PlayStation. Then maybe there's a mm. financial bump for them to do it. Um, but I think as this as the 
as the, the the generation progresses, we'll likely see that. If they say like, oh, you know, once again, you know, uh, 70% of our audience are on PlayStation, it's worth our time to do this because it's something that we can support because yeah, PlayStation, right? The, that would make the most sense. But as of right now, it would be just speculative on, on who would do it. Because uh, I agree with you. It's like there's not really a lot of incentive for them to do it other than it's made, whether it be mandated or not. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the, the other thing, uh, that I was curious about, um, so the picture in picture mode works for the, for the help videos as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it also showed it available during, uh, screen sharing through a party system, similar to what share play on the PlayStation mm-hmm. 4 does now. Uh, I was wondering because, uh, you know, can I put a YouTube video on in a, picture in picture mode and have a game be playing a game and then watching like a a let's play on a youtube on a youtube channel like what's the what's the extent of that picture in picture mode is it is it restricted to to those functionalities alone or is it going to be a little bit more user-friendly didn't the xbox one were capable of doing that remember you could also essentially plug in your cable box into your yes xbox picture picture yeah not something I use that like that's that's the big part from from a lot of this in terms of the the features visually I think it's great it looks simplified it looks sleek it looks futuristic it's ticking all the boxes they um, they also sorry they also mentioned that uh the PlayStation I've got it written further down but I'll mention it here the PlayStation Store is completely integrated into the the PS5 itself it's not its own separate app anymore so it'll it will allow you to to get get through things a lot faster because you won't have to open an app before you can actually reach the store. Good call. So if, you, if you're looking through those news articles and you're like, hey, that game interests me, you can click on that game and purchase that game straight away without having to go to the store, waiting for that to load, then finding the thing that you want to actually purchase. Well, yeah, seeing as the search function in the store is garbage. And like, I, although I'm not an experienced person, like you, I believe you have, I don't know, you know mm. a, a previous host of the show, Josh has, where you go to open the store and it just doesn't load in. And you have to like essentially reboot your internet to make it happen. So there's that. But my point was, yeah, it looks good. It it, it feels great. I'm happy with it from a from an aesthetic perspective. But I also feel that I will probably end up treating it the exact same way I treat every time I upgrade my phone. It's got all these fancy pants features on it, and I end up using the exact same shit. Mm. And I never end up taking advantage of the new features. You know what I mean? When it's yeah. like, here's all these activities. I'm like, I'm probably not going to use you. Because it's just the, the, some of those things that are in there are not really things that interest me. Like well, if I, I mean, can disable them and turn them off, win. Because like, granted, the percentage stuff is handy. But, you know, it's the, there are some, like the news and stuff, I'm not I'm not really super hyped on because I'll, mm. you know, we presumably will already know it and I don't need to see it on my PlayStation because, we you know, you, you and I, we read our news elsewhere. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a difficult thing. Like, because until we see it, I don't know whether it'll be as, uh, as beneficial to me. From a mass perspective, sure. Like I'm sure many, many people will appreciate having that information handy. You know, they know how long this epi- this this level is. Because say they're like, oh, I'll go to bed after finishing this level, and it's like it's going to take another four hours. It's like, well, I'll fuck this noise. I'm going to bed now. 
mm, rather than pushing yeah. through, pushing through, and then just <laughs> finding out it's three. But, in but the then there, there's there's also the inverse of we think this is going to take you twenty minutes, and two hours later you're still going. Yeah, yeah. I I don't see myself using any uh, those a lot of those features, um, but I like that they are there for those that wish to. I mean, they they're probably good for the completionists that are like you know I can I can load directly to that point that I'm missing. If I get stuck, I can get the help that I need. You know, there there is benefit to it. I I don't think I can see myself using too much of it often. But yeah, so to add to that visual aesthetic, that I really quite like that there's a small like the the icons are sort of a smaller thing in the um mm. in the top left, allowing for a larger picture. And with being 4K and HDR, it's going to look fantastic. You know, because right now, uh, anytime you do happen to use a theme, because there's also there apparently this there will or may not be themes. As I've heard two different reports this week. Um, when it comes to themes, it's like the the cross media bar itself actively blocks your background, so it's, there's less incentive to have a cool background or a cool picture. Where yeah. here you have this big big space that you can work in. It's gonna look it's gonna look sexy as hell. And then you know, but all the little functions that you need are not in the way. And that little taskbar at the bottom. So when you when you do press the PlayStation button, presumably, and it opens up. Uh, that little like uh, quick menu it's down the bottom it's small but then it can get bigger if you want to use the activities i'm okay with it man like yeah granted we're if you look over at what the xbox uh microsoft and the xbox are doing right now they've just released their latest ui as of this week it looks primarily the same however upon upon recollection it looks cleaner than i remember because i don't look at xbox all that often um so when i pulled one up at work and i bit i'm like okay there's a lot more space here than there were before it does look cleaner doesn't look as bad as i've shit on it before in the past i still don't like it though but i I would willing to lose some ground and say it's not as bad as i remember fair enough that helps but in additional ps news uh this week saw the release of firmware 8.0 uh, with some uh, some quite notable changes. One of them being an icon that now appears under your username to show what console you are currently playing on. Parties are now harder to put together for some reason, needing to make a conversation group before inviting them to an actual party chat. So in the same way, it's like you need to make a chat and then invite them to the chat rather than going, hey, Max, you want to be in a chat? Sweet. Mm. Such, that- a we- such a weird thing, yeah. Excuse me. Um, I, get, uh, I guess it's. Me. I guess it's. I guess it's part of the the PS5 system where you where you start a group conversation first and then you you yeah, weird. I don't know. Yeah. Uh. So, uh, so when you do boot, when you create a party chat, you are informed that that there may, the the chat may be recorded. Yeah. However. Sony has since responded saying uh, the, with the following statement, quote, following this update, users are seeing notification about party safety and that voice chats in parties may be recorded. Voice chat recording for moderation is a feature that will be available on the PS5 when it launches and will enable users to record their voice chats on PS5 and submit them for moderation review. The pop-up you're seeing on PS4 right now is to let you know that when you participate in a chat with a PS5 user post-launch, they they may submit those recordings from their PS5 consoles to SIE. 
Uh, only the most recent five minutes of a voice chat will be available for a player to use for the most reporting function. Therefore, it's recording all the time, but you only have access to five minutes. So put, put, I want to put, clarify that before I make my next statement. Uh, explain global consumer experience boss Catherine Jensen. These reports may be submitted directly through the PS5 console and will be sent to our consumer experience team uh, for moderation, who will then listen to the recording and take it out if needed. You cannot opt out of this. Now, I don't mean to alarm everybody. If you have a hot mic, 99% of the time you're being recorded. You know, every mm. time that you use Siri, Siri is constantly recording you. Because she's constantly hearing, yeah, she, not the machine. She is constantly hearing for particular particular keywords. Yeah, that's why when you open your phone the next time, you've got ads for like yeah. hot single women in your area. That's right. You are con- <laughs> like, I don't mean to alarm you, everybody who you just who decide to get real uppity around about very specific things. Your security, your data, <laughs> is fucked. It's gone. Right. So right now. Like, we are recording this, like, locally recording it for our podcast. Twitch now have it. I'm sure there's other programs that Windows have that pick it up. Sure. My my whole thing about this, and this is what's funny. Oh, sorry. Spe- I should also add, but these are the same people that probably share their location on fucking Facebook, all right? Facebook yeah. has, way, has and keeps way more data <laughs> about you than the PS5 ever will or need to do. And you're, like, more than happy to post a bunch of shit on there. Well, my whole thing on on this, and I find this really both interesting and kind of funny, it's only your created party chats. Hmm. So, assuming that you're not creating party chats to invite randoms and abuse them, I I tend to only, you know, invite my friends to party chats. Hmm. I don't expect any of my party party members or friends at that time to send away and make a report that I'm being, you know... It depends. If you're in a if you're in a team with chat, fuck Cass. You know what I mean? Like if he's in there, <laughs> throw him under the bus. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, so it's your it's your party that you've created. So only people in that party can can report you. I don't see it. I don't see a time where anyone in your own party that you've invited would ever actually report you. Yeah. Now I get this. If you're, I can understand this. If you're playing. Call of Duty or Fortnite or something in a public in a public setting where you're in a public team lobby and you have voice chat on, and someone's stepping out of line and and you know verbally abusing some poor kid who who can't play the game as well as the rest of you. Sure, you probably deserve a report. You know, the the, the gaming community, especially the online gaming community, can be a very toxic place, and putting putting these things into place will hopefully be useful but in in your own party system i feel it's really weird that see that but potentially maybe there's maybe there's something here that we're missing maybe there's a change in how party chat works because the, clearly they're not looking at discord integration yet yeah. so maybe this is their way of like once again from, from your and my experience i never use party chat unless i'm talking to you and that was and then even then you use discord now well, I used Party Chat for the first time last night because I was actually share playing with someone and I had to unplug my mic from my PC and plug it back into the PlayStation for it to pick it up. Yeah. But even then, like I very maybe, rarely use Party Chat. Maybe chats. the kids these days with their inability to understand how random people work, they are just like, hey, you're in my team. Come into the Party Chat. Mm. 
Maybe, like, there's, like, the, the, this would only be implemented in a specific way. A PlayStation can only control their own ecosystem, so therefore yeah. they can't they can't demand that conversations in Call of Duty be recorded because yeah. it's the if, if Call of Duty or Activision say no, which would be weird because they're gross big companies. Um, like Activision have done way more horrible shit than just record <laughs> your audio. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, so PlayStation can control that. They can't deem that. They can't force it on anybody else. So there, whether this just be a legitimate a legitimate issue, and they're actively finding that there is data around younger younger people or people that are inviting them into their teams, into their party chat, and getting shat on by randos, or this is them essentially trying to create a message and trying to create a a a, a safety blanket, or at least within their own ecosystem, which I'm fine with. Like honestly, at, at, people need uh, the, the the online toxic community needs to be held accountable at some point. Yeah. yeah, like no no kid needs to hear that he's garbage at a game because because he's not you know oh, unless he's cause garbage because you, no. <laughs> you don't think he's pulling his own weight yeah. like you know it's bad enough when we give Cass a hard time about That's it. True. Like, like, if, if anything, Cass is about to get his account banned. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> Moving on. Assassin's Creed, Ryan. Yeah. Went, went gold this morning. Woohoo! Uh, this is at, at time of recording. So Saturday I've suddenly, hit, like, I've hit a little peak. Like, there was a window of time, and this happens every time with Assassin's Creed, might I add. So, like, I remember when uh, I, I have gone on the record numerous times being like, Assassin's Creed sucks dick. I hate it. And then, Origin, then they announced Origins, and I went, okay. Well, and so I, I played it. Argue, and then I was I like, no, that- Assassin's Creed's butt. And then Odyssey was up, and I was like, Oh, hey, Odyssey, what's going on? And That's it's happening I- here right now where I'm like, Assassin's Creed sucks. Oh, Valhalla's right around the corner. Oh, hey. Well, see, I would argue that these three latest Assassin's Creed games aren't Assassin's Creed games. Mm. Well, yeah, because now that they're all super littered and like real RPG heavy, but in like a gatekeepy sort of like, you can't go yeah. to your level 11 sort of I real I really hope there's not a microtransaction to buy like bonus XP permanently. Like see, but saying that though, like this is how it's gone. Like this is how I know th- that the that the excitement is real. I pulled out our copies of uh, Assassin's Creed. Like so, in this slipcase, I've got uh, Origins and Odyssey because this was back when the digital codes were less prevalent. But I'm like, it's right there. I'm like, do I? Because like I don't have 400 hours to really between now and November 10th. But I'm like, but maybe. I know, right? So what's got me excited is uh, a tweet from Ubisoft Nordic uh, went out this week uh, with confirmation that Valhalla will have supernatural elements. Quote, Valhalla? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> with a uh, quote, with the help of Volker the seer, leap beyond reality into the mythological worlds of Asgard and Jotunheim. Uh, this came with a screenshot showing off some of the locations and they look absolutely fantastic. I, I've gone blackout. I, I blacked out a little while ago, just in general, mm. and then blacked out about this game. Um, I just I've separated <laughs> some time because it's like right around the corner. Like I saw the initial trailers, I was like, yeah, no, I'm I'm in Viking stuff is cool. So now I'm just kind of holding off. And then I know the trailer dropped this week. It's apparently really really cool. Like, yeah, no, no, I haven't no, no, wa- I haven't wait. watched the trailer yet. Um, I have had a look at some of the news. So. Uh, as you know, there's uh, Ivor, the main character, can be played as a male or female protagonist. Mm-hmm. 
there is also an option to let the animus decide. Oh. And the animus will basically go which uh, uh, which path, the male or the female path, which will be the strongest in this memory block, oh. and it will automatically assign the character that way. So you can, because uh, they've al- or they've already stated that you can you can switch between the two pro tags whenever you want. Awesome. Uh, this is now you can let the game decide when that's um, yeah more relevant. But- Ubisoft, with their history of being <laughs> horrible to women, it's very likely like, who's the strongest for this mission? Guess what? It's the man. <laughs> what about this mission? The man. What, what about this one where we need a woman to, like, it would be really beneficial to make it be a woman. Yeah, women don't sell games. Yeah. Direct quote for a fucking Assassin's Creed Odyssey. So, uh, I'm not going to trust the game. I want to point out that the, the female lead in Odyssey was way Stacks better. better. Cassandra <laughs> was better. dope. Alexios can suck all the butt. Cassandra is where it's at. So um, we also got more information about the settlement system of the upcoming game. So this was explained in depth over at Eurogamer. The basic gist is that as you adventure across the land, raiding enemy strongholds and allying yourself with the local lords, you will assemble a catalog of resources, and these resources can be spent on your settlement where you can construct buildings and establish trade. Apparently, there's a whole lot of stuff to unlock. Um, stables will let you train and buy horses. You can get Ooh. tattoo parlors. Oh. You can... Uh, um, uh, and then, obviously, as most of the new Assassin's Creed games have done these days, uh, there is some players that can be romanced in the settlement. Oh, yeah. That's one of the favorite parts of Odyssey, which is banging everyone. <laughs> So this is similar to what they had in, I believe it was Assassin's Creed 2, I think. Yeah, you push my memory on that one. Where, where Ezio had like this villa that you could upgrade where you could buy your own weaponsmiths and armorsmiths oh. and yeah. banks and you had an economy and you can hire and train your own assassins and all that stuff. So I think it, from what it sounds like, it's very similar to that. Uh, but all I can say is I'm actually really keen for this game. Yeah. Now. So like right now, my like I'm in a similar space. I, I'm I'm like you. I'm excited. I'm I'm anticipating. And, and that sucks because there are way too many games to play around launch, and then like Cyberpunk's going to come in and hit me and take over my life. Well, that's the thing. I kind of went. Ah. I've got Watch Dogs first. Watch Dogs is coming out first. That I've got focus on Watch Dogs. Then I'll then I'll think about Assassin's Creed. Then I'll think about Cyberpunk. Um, cause you know, it depends whether they come our way, like whether we're like, you know, we, like we will play all of them and we will review all of them, but like, depending on where, if they arrive a certain way or a certain time, we'll focus mm. on our, on, on how we handle them. Um, but, uh, yeah. We, we may have to divide and conquer. There's a lot of juggling. There may be situation <laughs> so of where many. Max plays cyberpunk, which is weird. Cause I, I don't think he's really that excited for it, but, no. um, and then maybe I'll jump on Creed. And then we'll swap at the end of the month or something, depending on what, what the release mm. schedule looks like. Uh, in the chat, Puck confirms that it was Brotherhood had the hired, had the ability to hire assassins oh. in the Facebook game that connected to it. Uh, and and Spire Willow, Jacob commented uh, about the voice chat. He goes, I only use voice chat when I stream as I can't mute my mic in game without muting it for the stream. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't know what they're going to do with that in terms of the whole streaming, but hopefully they get that sorted. But uh, yeah, it's the two big releases from Ubi, let alone the new gen, the next gen. We're we're hitting that big fucking busy time. I'm excited. Big games, Max. 
that may not be coming around uh, ever. Bethesda. Now, we have discussed many, many times now since the announcement that, you know, Microsoft now owns ZeniMax Studios. It's, it's Z-E-N-I-M-A-X Max. You spelled wrong. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, however, Xbox Boss, Xbox Boss, Xbox the ex-boss Phil Spencer uh, has been t- has been talking to reporting reporters recently, especially especially around the idea of uh, these games coming to other systems. He asked whether it's possible to recoup the organization's enormous investment by skipping PlayStation's sizable install base. Spencer replied the following: Yes. But then you also added some additional context. This deal was not done to take games away from another player base. Nowhere in the documentation that we put together was, quote, how do you keep other players from playing these games, end quote. We want more people to be able to play games and not fewer people to be able to play games. This is fantastic because one of our big, uh, one of our big discussion points, Max, previously was this kind of shits in the face of uh, their whole, any, you know, anyone should be able to play games. Although he did admit within this to, uh, that with his company, quote, doesn't have to go ship these games on other platforms other than the platforms that we support in order to kind of make the deal work for us. It is a slightly ambiguous statement from the exec, but because he's technically answering the question on whether Microsoft will be get a return on its investment by not releasing the PlayStation platforms, but he never actually says that it won't ship. So he's essentially saying, yes, we're, we're open to it, and but the, the idea that the only way we will return get our money back is by doing that, no. He's yeah. A, he, he's essentially saying yes, but no, but yes, but not in the reason that you're thinking. Mm. So uh, I saw this on Twitter as well from friend of the show, uh, uh, Shane Bailey uh, from Ubi. He, like in his personal Twitter account, he put up a post saying uh, it's a situation of like... By the time that we see the likes of Elder Scrolls 6 or Starfield, Xbox Games Pass subscription may be through the roof. We, we might be looking at, you know, tens of millions of uh, subscribers, 50 million subscribers, right? So if they've got this recurring income, maybe not instantly, but over a longer window of time, they're likely going to see enough money re- in return to make the that decision an easier decision. Because if they're clearing like $500 million a month, then fucking win. Well, as of... Well, when was this dated? They've currently got around 15 million Games Pass subscribers. Yeah. So, at $10 a month. Yeah, well, yes, but that $10 <laughs> a month does also take into account to the cost to get the games. Da, da, da. Yeah. I refuse to believe the Games Pass currently is working in the black. I, mm. I see this being a like currently probably giving a bit of sting to Microsoft, but clearly not. I think I think they're smart enough and patient enough to look ahead and be like, we, we may not, we may be hurting now, but this is the future of gaming. This is the future of Microsoft. Like I believe their long term plan is to become that software provider like they'll have consoles currently but in turn we'll see games pass on everything and once that happens all that money and investment is coming back Mm. that's how i see them going so his statement certainly i i see from how i'm reading the tea leaves is a correct statement on his plans for microsoft and xbox specifically yeah 
What's your thoughts on it, Max? None the same. It like we like we said earlier when that when this first happened, it's not. It doesn't make sense, and it goes against their statement of games should be played anywhere. It makes no sense for them to to gate out such a big audience. Um, even if they even if they don't have to include them mm. uh, to to make their money back, like he's saying, uh, it's not what they it's not what they stand for. So why would they? Yeah. But obviously things can change, you know. You know something could go wrong, and you know if if it if something tanks somewhere and they need to recoup their losses, I really hope this isn't what they go for. I don't see them do. It. I don't see them. I I don't. I think, as I said, like I think the long term plan here of Microsoft is is pretty viable. I I think that they. Uh, the other big benefit as well as as we've discussed numerous times in the past is because Xbox isn't the big selling point for Microsoft as a company. Yeah. They're willing to sort of eat a bit. You know what I mean? Where yeah. with PlayStation, they are like I think it's like 30 40% of Sony's entire revenue base. So yeah. if they're sink if they if PlayStation starts losing coin, that's a massive threat to Sony as a company. Their net worth is less than what they pay and what was paid to Zenimax. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, in terms of the comparativeness, Microsoft can have that long-term vision and plan a bit better. And then if... So, I don't see yeah, them course. being in the position where they need to make that call to have their Bethesda stuff become exclusive. Like, I think I think the purchase will have worked for them. For those people who only play, like, the, like the Zenimax Studio games, like your, your Doom, your Elder Scrolls and stuff, if they're those people that, that are hedging their, you know, do we pick it... Do we buy a PlayStation console? Or do we now buy an Xbox console? You know, they'll get those guys going, well, they're all on Games Pass now. Let's get that Xbox console and pay $15 a month instead of paying $90 per game. $125 RRP for a game, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, it's it, it is it does make their Games Pass system look so much more uh, valuable than what it was. It is incredibly appetizing. That's mm. a deal. Let's talk some Destiny 2, Ryan. Yeah. Destiny 2 will receive its free upgrade to PlayStation 5 on the 8th of December, 2020. Uh, they've stated that this upgrade will provide 4K resolutions, 60 frames per second, a field of view slider, Ooh. faster load times, and cross-gen play with PlayStation 4 players. Bungie elaborates, quote, we are offering a field of view customization on consoles for the first time. Our goal is to enable an FOV range similar to that on the PC. We're currently testing these settings to ensure a smooth performance across each platform, and we'll have additional details closer to launch. Uh, it is worth noting that you will be able to play Destiny 2 on PlayStation 5 before the upgrade is released, thanks to backwards compatibility, but only load times will be shorter. There will be no other additional benefits. See, which as, is great, as which is great because load times are garbage in Destiny oh, yeah. 2. I, I think from some of the reports, uh, they're, you know, almost three times as fast now. Yay! It takes uh, like a good minute to load into Destiny 2 at the moment. It is disgusting. So as someone that doesn't fuck with FOV, I, I don't see this as an appeal to me personally. But I know that many, many people love being able to change their field of view. Because I, when I see people do it, it makes the game look all like uh, fish, like fish-eyed lens. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> so like, i don't really enjoy it. do you fuck with field of view uh only for some games what what games make you decide to do it so the current games that i uh increase my field of view on are shooters and rocket league what is the advantage 
Uh, just to, you can see more of the periphery. Okay. Essentially, is what it is. So obviously within a shooter, that makes sense. So Not with the shooter, you can you can see you can see people beside you as opposed to having to spin at them. Could be why. But yeah, like like, like Spire puts in the chat, field of view is completely game dependent. Yeah, and I imagine so, and I, I'm glad that that setting is being sort of implemented, and I imagine we'll see it more and more as the gen continues, as we sort of see that that line between console and PC start blurring, um, in terms of not raw capability because a PC will always dominate a console, always. Mm. So like anytime you hear an argument about PC Master it's like, yeah. Duh. But Ryan, when's the PC2 coming out? <laughs> I do laugh at that every time. It does make me chuckle. Uh, but yeah, no, shout out to Disney too. Like they're sort of bringing that stuff in. You know, they're one of the first people to sort of really do uh, big time uh, updates. Sorry, big time um, you know, cross play and stuff like that. So Shout out to them. Uh, Spire also adds, oh, so Willow, uh, like for the Cold War beta, they added FOV slider for the PS4 and it made the experience a lot better in my opinion. Speaking of, I did play that again this week. Um, mm. Have you played it yet this week? No, but I'm looking forward to diving into the Dirty Bomb mode this weekend with 40 player. Like, Well, let me know, man. Because like, I, I had a lot of fun playing it with Dash the other day. Um, and I once again... I seem to go really well in betas, but suck ass at launch. So I'm hoping to enjoy it right now in the beta where I'm suddenly mm. just getting a lot of deaths. and uh, Kills, not deaths. Also, I'm dying a lot too. But like my ratio is a lot more positive now than it will be at launch. So I'll let, I'll let you know what I'm I on. Wanna, I want to enjoy this weekend. All right. The, Aveng- the Avengers are failing to assemble for the PS5 Max. Writing on the Square Enix blog, the developer which is of Square Enix have said the following. We've met, we've also made the decision, apparently, well, I guess there was another decision we missed, uh, to shift our PS5 and Xbox Series X slash S launch to next year to ensure that we give our team the time to deliver a next-gen experience showcasing all that this game is meant to be. Oof. With more details to come. The first post-launch content drop centered around Kate Bishop has also been pushed out of this month to a later date. Crystal Dynamics promises that Marvel's Avengers will, will still look and run better via backwards compatibility on PS5 with faster load times and improved frame rates. You'll also still be able to play with your friends on PS4. Have you yeah. gone back to this game recently? No. I went back to it about a week and a half ago. I was trying to play some online co-op and uh, I just, no one could join me. I couldn't join anyone. It was a hot mess and I gave up after about 30 minutes of troubleshooting. There is, the, what was it last week? There was like a thousand people concurrent on Steam. Yeah. They're bad. Yeah. See, the issue here, it's the same issue that comes with every fucking games as a service game, right? where the idea was rather than releasing a game that works, every statement, you think about every statement with Anthem uh, as, as probably the, the nearest example, uh, Fallout 76, the, 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 the response is, we're sorry, we'll fix it. 
Not not because they un not because they they uh you know there's actual problems. It's because they under delivered and they released a shitty game. And the same thing's been done here. They'd be like, look, we understand the game's broken. We're fixing it. We're sorry. That's not the conversation you should be having. The conversation you should be having is very similar to like what you get from Fall Guys, and they're like, hey, we're really sorry that our game's not working for everyone because it's so popular the servers are not keeping up that is the conversation you should be having not the game is fucked we're sorry that you're disappointed well i think apart from the technical issues that this game is having the other issue that all these games run into is they say here's we're not going to put the end game content in at launch it will be added after and they take too long to put in yeah. their end game content they they fail again and again to realize how quickly gamers get to end game content in games like these because that's realistically when the game really starts in for a lot of these that's games when it should games. start but what we're and, seeing is we're seeing this trend where they're failing to do so it's almost like, like they 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 sit there and they tout these 10-year plans these decade-long plans but you can tell they clearly had no goal outside of the mm. outside of launch because if they did end game would be in there and there would be like not road mapping shit and then constantly moving these barriers they would have it lined up they'd have it ready to go or they would just fucking give it to you like the, di the difficulty here is that rather than be like you know they are now forcing a push on that that content in order to correct the game that they that they rushed out or that mm. they made blandly on purpose because it once again similar to anthem now this quote comes directly from jim sterling so don't think it was it was mine it's they're using developers that don't make these style of games shoddily throwing together these sort of games like square enix don't make games as a service uh fucking bioware don't make games as a service therefore the game they release is bland and by the numbers because they're not willing to push the boundaries because they don't know how mm. so that happens here they didn't push the boundaries on what avengers could be you're not fighting villains you're fighting fucking robots and shit that is boring marvel has such an extensive and huge massive beautiful list of fucking villains that you can run with and instead you're fighting aimbots well see to play devil's advocate i wonder how lenient uh marvel have been with what uh licensed characters they can use in this game like do they actually have access to all the villains because if they do, then yeah, they should be in there. But if they don't, you know, they have to work with what they're being but given. But as it's not been disclosed, and <laughs> from the track record of this title, it's very confident to think that oh, they no, just I'm, aren't doing it. Oh no, I completely agree with you. I it would just be it it would just be an interesting piece of information to have. Yeah. So what was your point before I really ran through it? Oh, um, the I was gonna, I was just going to point out that Destiny has learned from their mistakes. With this as a games of service, they now, when they launch their content, they launch their raid generally either same day or now three days later instead of like a week to two weeks 
because they've realized that their players will be like, well, we want to be ready and we're going to make sure we're ready and they'll be ready within two days to get to get in there. Once again, so the big difference here is Destiny, they have been doing the, it for years. They've doing yeah. it for years, but they've learnt. Like Bungie, mm. when they started, didn't make these games. So they they had a lot of teething problems, especially with Activision forcing these, uh, you know, series of updates on them, right? So now yeah. that they're free and they've been doing it for four years, oh shit, like, five years six years yeah, something five, like that like they they've done the run they know what their player base wants they know how to work within this space granted they fucked up something fierce early on but they've since been in a place to correct it yeah and it's it's a shame that it, it, it seems like other developers don't look at other things that are uh, other similar you know games of service games and don't learn from their mistakes but as well. this is also They're the kind of just this is the bigger problem about the blind. games industry. Yeah, as you said, like they're following the the trend. Yeah. So what happened four years ago, say, Square, you know, Marvel went, or Square Enix were like, we want to do a games of service because this is where the money is, where everyone's doing. Forgetting the fact that in four years from now, the, a lot of games would have been weirded out and only the big boys remain. So, yeah. but so because they're in development for four years, they can't really start. If they they can't just up and change shit as they go, because this the 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 landscape, the climate is constantly changing. And like, I wonder what the I wonder what the relationship is between Crystal, the Crystal Dynamic being the developers and Square Enix were publishing the game because Square Enix themselves do, I would argue, make games of a service because they have an online MMORPG running mm. that has been running for years. And it started off so shit, they literally rebuilt the frigging game. Yeah. So they know what makes a they good online service game. They have one example, game. though. I mean, they've, they've, they've made two online service games, uh, Final Fantasy XI and fourteen. Fair. And fair. then fourteen got completely remade as a Realm Reborn. So I would argue they have a little bit of knowledge, and I wonder if they actually shared any of that information with Crystal Dynamics, or if Crystal Dynamics have been left to swim in the deep end and just see how well they can tread water. Well, for them, they're just a publisher in this circumstance, with Square yeah. Enix is the dev. Now, granted, like Squ Square Enix and 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 uh, 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 fuck, what are they called? Crystal Dynamics like have a Crystal working relationship. They've been working together for a long window of time, so you would presume that communication would be there but it, de it depends like a when you've got the likes of disney and marvel on their back you don't know how hard that they're mm. they've been putting on there or you know what they can and cannot do so benefit of the doubt but like i said i'm more confident that it's just the, they just delivered a subpar game because they didn't know how to do it correctly yeah which is a sad which is a, it's a bummer and then right now the people that want to play this game are left short no one's going to give a fuck come next gen because no one gives a fuck now. Yeah. So this alleged 10-year plan is going to be done within six months. This game came out in, what, September? Yeah. It's, it's, they've just celebrated their, like, one-month anniversary or whatever. And no one's playing weird, it. Yeah. yeah. That's a horrible thought. All right, Ryan. Let's kick off with some kick, some quick bits. After after that, uh, poor Avengers. <laughs> uh, PS5's first game has been made and printed. 
and it's Godfall. Yeah, if you go to, go show, over, you go shown Twitter, off by a very sweaty Randy Pitchford. Yeah, either Randy Randy Pitchford either just got out of the shower, or he's like, I don't know why he felt the need to take a photo with, with the game just after a shower, or he like sprinted, he showered with it, or he did like one of his little like uh, uh oh, was oh, I was gonna make a real bad he's joke a, there. Was, wasn't it? Wasn't his porn drive like about had squirt videos in it? Just saying. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Yeah, he's also an interesting person, nonetheless. But yeah, yeah so it, and then two days later, he released a photo of him holding those Borderlands keys, and he looked drastically less sweaty. Uh, sorry, sweaty because it like there's 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 being sweaty and there's being sweaty, and he is sweaty. Like he looked gleaming. He had a hard yeah. sheen. Um, yeah. the game looks pretty, look, the game looks like, like, you know, we, we, we received confirmation a while back that they're, they're no longer they're doing the black case, they're doing the blue case. So it looks good with the white. It fits in line with the console. looks exactly as you would expect. There's no real manual. It's a disc. The PS5 disc looks, is it almost the same as this, but it's the picture and white on the bottom. Yeah. looks like a box. I like it. Yeah. Uh, there is a new Miles Morales gameplay video available to those who are interested in getting more spoods before its release. Haven't seen it except for one gif that shows Miles Morales leaving a warehouse through a window, and I watched it because that transition is so beautifully smooth, I may have wept just a little bit. Yeah, so it, it shows off, um, the, the, the clip you're, you're, uh, talking about is, it shows the difference between leaving a hideout on the PlayStation 4 version and the PlayStation 5 version, where there's a 19-second load time in play, uh, on the PS4 version. And on the play, PS5 version, you literally shoot yourself out of the warehouse and you're back straight in the open world, ready to go. As there someone is no, just, not a single loading screen. It just transitions straight through. As someone that's just played the DLC and a big hunk, a big hunk of it is clearing out hideouts, load time's everywhere. Mm. This is beautiful. This mm. is absolutely beautiful. Ghost of Tsushima Legends update is live right now and it is currently open on my third screen ready to play. I am playing it. For those of you that are, have a good, damn good time. And the PlayStation Store's Halloween sale has kicked off. Upwards of like uh, 70% on shit. Uh, uh, the big one that I saw is Death Stranding is currently under $50 and if you have not played that game, it is well worth Yeah, that. man. Like Doom's on there as that well. Doom Eternal and Doom Eternal is mm. pretty cheap. It's about to... Uh, and there's a new DLC for it See, in like yeah. four days or two days time of uh, time of this goes live. So that's the ancient gods and stuff. There's a lot there. Get excited, man! Like, there's, like there, there's some there's some good there's some good things in there. I think, if, I think all the I think all the resis are on there. Yeah, they basically get, if there's yes. basically if there's scary stuff in the game, just like everyone, it's there. There is a double pack. For Resident Evil 2 and 3, you should buy it. That game is mint. The remakes are fantastic, and it's 100% worth your dollars. Game, one of the top games of last year, Resi 2. All right. <clears throat> Here is the top 10 best-selling games on the PS4 uh, for the week ending the 11th of October, 2020. Number 10, Mafia Definitive Edition. Number 9, Marvel's Avengers. See, it's apparently selling well, but no one's playing it. Number eight, Grand Theft Auto V. Number seven, Mafia Trilogy. Number six, Ghosts of a Tsushima. NBA 2K number 21 comes in at number five. Number four is Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. Number three is Star Wars Squadrons. Number two, Crash 4, It's About Time. And number one 
in a decision that uh, that uh, surprises absolutely fucking no one. FIFA 21 is the top-selling game, and I believe it will be for the next couple of weeks, and will then spike again once Next Generation kicks in. Yeah. People appeal it really hard for them soccer games, man. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind FIFA. I'm not going to lie. I don't mind FIFA. Yeah, I played like I'm back on PlayStation 1, and I haven't really played it ever since. So I'm open to it. So I'm open to it. All right, Max. But uh, yeah, those are the games that are selling well already. Let's have a look at uh, what games are coming out in, in the near future or next week in a section we call Coming to the Players. Uh, first off, we have... From the blog? Place, uh, no, no. God fuck actually, damn it. I, actually, I should check, but I'm pretty sure the answer's no. Yeah, the drop still thinks um, it's June, so... Um, yeah, not been too excited. Uh, Puck also adds, hey, next month you guys will have two sales charts to report. Damn right we will. But sadly, that means that Bug Snacks would be in that list, and I don't want to talk about <laughs> it. All right, first off, we have Amnesia Rebirth coming October 20th. We have Transformers Battlegrounds coming October 23rd. Oh. Ghost Runner coming October 27th, and Trials of Cold Steel coming October 27th. That, that, that's it? That's it. Yeah, Watch Dogs is not coming out until the week after. Yeah, it's, that's it's it. The, it's mm. not much. All right, well. Everything, guys- everything, everything, I guess, kicks off, uh, you know, October 29th with Watch yeah. Dogs. There you go, everyone. Well, now you've got a week to fucking get things in line, get everything in, get everything together because we got we've got time. You've got play the, your backlog, play your backlog, finish your, finish your Horizon Zero Dawn, finish yeah. your Horizon Zero Dawn, Ryan Betson, your Gods yeah. of Wars, your Gods yeah. of Wars. Do what you got to do. Play Ghost of Tsushima if you want to, I guess, or Death Stranding. Get everything. Play sorted. Death Stranding. Get Death Stranding. It is fantastic. So good. And you should all remember. As Dash said in the chat, hashtag fuck, fuck bug snacks. <laughs> Send it on home, Max. Uh, this PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on podcast services, including Spotify, and 9 a.m. on those YouTubes. If you'd like to be part of future conversations, check out our socials, Facebook, Discord, Instagram, Twitter. All our links are in the description below. If you want to join the conversation as it happens, head over to twitch.tv slash thepopcultures where you can watch us record this show live. We can get involved. You can become part of the chat. You too can share your hype for uh, PS5 or share your disdain for Bug Snacks. Uh, If you want to support the show, you can. You can tell your friends. You can tell your family about this PlayStation pod. You can also, uh, if you're listening on podcast services like Apple Podcasts or Spotify, be sure to give us a five-star rating and a written review. If you're watching us on the YouTube, be sure to give us a like, a subscribe, and even leave a comment below. I do endeavor to answer every single comment that is left. If you want to support us financially, you can at patreon.com slash thepopcultures, as well as our merchandise store, popcultures.com slash shop, where you can buy shirts and other assorted shit without logos on it. Which reminds me, I will now... Seek out a fuck bug snack shirt. Um, I'm gonna reach out to uh, a good friend, Pixel Beast, and be like, "Hey man, can you design a fuck bug snack shirt for me?" Because I will wear that. My, the only my only concern is I play the game. I'm gonna and I, what if I end up enjoying it? Go well, then you just not happening. The There's fuck bug snacks. You, no, you can just change the inflection. Be like fuck bug snacks. Yeah, exclamation mark. In there. <laughs> yeah. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. Yeah. Don't mind. <laughs> But until next week, 
I'm Ryan Betson. <laughs> I'm Max Cooper. And that was for the players. Fuck Bucks next. Fuck Bucks next. For the players, the Pop Culturist PlayStation Podcast is fan-supported at patreon.com slash thepopculturist. And we'd like to thank our Patreon producers and our Patreon founders for their kindness, their support, and their generosity. Our Patreon founders, Alpha Ferret, Craig O'Flaherty, David Chataway, Jesse Stevenson, and Jacob Garner. And our Patreon producers, Damien Holdies, Lee Winterchauvin, Sean Levitt, and Solomon Barak.